his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. People will kind of get around the first corner of the museum and you can just tell they sort of have a puzzled look. They're looking back and forth and sometimes they'll even walk back to the box office and they'll think they're in the wrong place. Now we've gotten to the point that when they do this, we know what's happening. And they'll ask a couple questions and you'll think like, you'll say like, oh, did you think this was hockey? And they're like, yes, we thought we were coming to a hockey museum. Just have no connection that the blues is named after blues music. But that's a good education for people because it, it does come from the blue note. I mean, it's on the jersey. It's the history of blues in St. Louis. I'm so happy that this museum is in our town. When did it start? How did it come about? How did St. Louis get this? Yeah, the museum opened in 2016, but uh, it was a dream for a lot of people for a lot longer. And part of the reason it's here is because St. Louis is an arts town, we're a music town. People had deep appreciation for the music. They knew that you know blues music is completely a part of the St. Louis story. And it was a group of really passionate um, individuals who thought it was finally time to, you know, have a National Blues Museum, have a museum that was just dedicated to the music. What should people know about the history of that form of music in this city? Some of the things that first come to people's mind, you know, they think of W.C. Handy, they think of Scott Joplin. Um, And then as blues evolved and, you know, became rock and roll, we also had so many greats in our community like Chuck Berry and Tina Turner come out of just this creative genius center of our community. And how how does the museum tell the story of the blues as a whole for the United States? Because that's the vibe I got walking through it, is it's telling, it's taking you along the whole story, all the way back to the beginning, to how it developed in this country. Yeah, so sometimes um, people do come in and they expect that this is only a St. Louis story, but it is a National Blues Museum. So it's it's telling the story from, you know, the beginning to today. Blues is still alive and um, musicians are still, you know, creating um, new work. But some of the things you'll see when you come in the story is it's going to start with its roots in Africa and the influence on the music. You can learn about the Nagoni, which is um, an early instrument ancestor to what later on we might call the banjo. You'll learn about the influences of work songs and gospel and how the music evolved. It really came out of the creative genius of African-Americans in our country. 
It's really one of the most important cultural exports, I think, of the United States and influenced all music. As you go through the museum, you can also see the digital interactives. Um, you can learn how the music evolved. You know, what does it sound like when it goes to Chicago and it's electric to the influence it had on British musicians, um, and then up to the artists of today who um, are still influenced by it. You were also telling me kind of like the definition of the blues. It, some people don't seem to understand it a little bit. Can you tell me about that? In blues' earliest roots, blues just became really popular really quickly. So like one night an artist might be billed as a jazz artist and the next night they might be billed as a blues artist. But also blues was kind of just put on everything. It, you know, someone could make uh, music for people to dance to a foxtrot and they would just call it the blues. People kind of really understood how popular it was and sometimes they would just put it on any kind of music that today we might be like, yeah, that really doesn't sound like the blues. You know, there's blues definitely comes out of this roots um, of oppression, but sometimes people have this perception they're like, oh, I don't like the blues because it's just all really sad and it's all really slow. But not all the music was sad, not all the music was slow. I mean, a lot of the music, it was like. It's just the opposite. <laughs> yeah, like you would go on Friday night and you would listen uh, to the music and you would let loose and have fun um, with your friends and dance and have a good time. So I think there's some perception in our society that, you know, the music is all sad or you're down but if anything um i think a lot of it was you know there's so much blues music that i think has a lot of irony and humor um and is oh, joyful yeah. <laughs> and is celebratory and is loud and is fast and um it's definitely not music that's all slow and sad no definitely not I, I i'm an old soul i love old blues music and dust my broom and songs that have come from the 30s where that kind of stuff it's funny the way they describe the the singers describe what's happening I'm getting up soon in the morning I believe I dust my room I'm getting up soon in the morning I believe I dust my room I also saw a quote while I was walking through from Jimi Hendrix, and I love this quote. He said, the blues are easy to play, but hard to feel. From my perspective, I always, when I hear a blues song, I mean, I immediately start feeling something. Yeah, no, I think definitely um, people have a very emotional reaction to it. And um, sometimes, you know, in the museum, that's how we talk about it. We don't talk about it as like blues music is sad. We talk about it as music of big emotions, music that you can feel. There's songs that I think of that, you know, I feel like you can put them on and it can totally change how you're feeling. It, it can maybe make you feel sad or it can make you feel like happy. Sometimes feeling mel being melancholy isn't a bad feeling. <laughs> you need to feel it. But sometimes you want to feel it. You know, exactly. you want to have those big feelings. Now, personally, I mean, what, what kind of music do you like? I think what I like most about like our concerts and things like that is I just hear the influence everywhere. Blues is just around us all the time. You know, you'll be in the elevator and all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, like I'm hearing that song or it's in the 
backdrop of so many of our movies. I love music. Some of my favorite blues stars of today, I'm a huge fan of Toronto Cannon. I love his work, especially because it has a lot of humor in it. And we have so many like just fantastic up-and-coming artists. So there's just still a lot of people who are making the music and keeping it going. Blues music should be able to evolve. It should sound different. Just like, you know, we listen to different R&B music or pop music and like we'll put it on and it'll we'll be like, oh, we know it's from the 80s or we'll know it's from the 90s. It'll have a certain song. I think we should, you know, give uh, blues musicians of today that same freedom that they can create, that they can play, that they can make it sound different and that, you know, it should be given that freedom to like evolve too, just like other genres. I feel like sometimes we need to remind people, those of us who are big blues fans, to remind people what infused rock and roll. I mean, Elvis and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Chuck Berry and all of these artists drew heavily on blues music, and they always talked about it that way. Today, we're still listening to those songs, and that means the blues is still alive in in that way, too. So many of those artists, you know, they were really influenced by the blues. I mean, but sometimes, I mean, they're just doing covers of blue songs. Maybe it sounds different because someone's different singing it, or maybe they put different instrumentals on it. It's a great way to learn music. It's a great um, basis because so many of these genres of music came out of it. Uh, So let's talk about what the museum's interaction is with the community. So what kind of events do you have throughout the year that people should know about? Yeah, we're a community-based organization, so we're really passionate about serving our local community. We do concerts up to a a few times a week in our Legends Room. They're often on Friday and Saturday nights. We do a mix of both our local blues musicians, but we'll also show case a lot of other musicians that were are inspired by blues that maybe they really lean much more heavily into soul like gene jackson or r&b so we showcase a lot of different music that comes out of the blues while all supporting our local blues musicians of today we also showcase um, national artists we've had little ed come by um, vanessa collier toronto cannon so we also had a really special concert with devin allman and eric gales where they did the music of albert king So you can see a lot of different live music right here. We love to support, you know, our musicians and, you know, have people. There's nothing like the thrill of um, live music. Um, We're also really known for our Blues in the Block that happens during the summer every Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. Blues in the Block is based on creative placemaking. So not only will you come to see a band, but... You will also see some spoken word by a poet. Um, You can watch our artists in residence every week, you know, make a sculpture or do live painting, but also live music. There's always a band every week or we'll have dancers and other things. And it's free. It's open to all. It's at six in Washington. And then we kind of end the season at the Arch for Blues at the Arch Festival, um, which is a weekend festival, again, free on the beautiful Arch grounds. Um, You can see lots of local and national bands. What about 2023, Aaron? What can you tell me about any exhibits or projects that you have 
in mind for this year? Yeah, so this spring season, we're really leaning into tributes. We want people to make these connections. You know, what came out of blues music? What were the people that were influenced? So this spring, you can see everything from Laika doing a Tina Turner tribute to Gene Jackson uh, doing a tribute to Al Green. All of our shows are $25. They include parking at the 7th Street Garage. Our concerts are really fun. We have a beautiful, intimate venue. You're allowed to bring in outside food so you can bring in a cake and celebrate your family's birthday. And then this summer, we'll have Blues on the Block again, which we're really excited about. Some of the new elements that we'll be introducing is playable art. We're going to commission a ping pong table from an artist that people can also play in. And then we'll have a full seasons of concerts in the fall, too. So when you come to the museum to see the exhibit here... It's very interactive. Can you tell me a little bit about, you said you could make a song? Yeah, yeah. So you can go around the museum. There's lots of digital interactives. Um, everyone from kids to adults love to play on the interactives. Um, they're kind of gamified, but you, it's also a great way to learn about the blues. And if you go around to each interactive in the museum, at the end, you can mix it all up in our Mix It Up room, create this own song that's your own. How would you assess the community's response to the National Blues Museum? Do you feel like the city of St. Louis really embraces this place? Or maybe you need to get the, you know more uh, marketing out there? Uh, I definitely think we need to get the word out. Based on our visitor data, we see a lot of tourists. We're right next to the convention center. We're walking distance from Bush Stadium and the Arch. So we love all the tourists who come here. We have great reviews. They have a fantastic experience. We do do a lot of community engagement work through our concerts. We see more locals at our concerts. But I really am excited for the day that everybody in our local community comes to what we're often billed as the cultural gem of St. Louis. Yeah, when you drive by, it's it's kind of hard to miss. It's not like there's a little tiny sign that says National. We have two marquees. It is a big marquee. And actually, it's not been here that long. I mean, seven years is not a long time. Yeah, we opened in 2016. So Given we're still his- really a new organization. Yeah. Also, it's hard because of COVID. I feel like, you know, we were right. just kind of getting our doors open and just getting our feet on the ground. And then COVID happened. And I mean, not just us, but all of our, you know, partners and colleagues that do live music and museums, we had to sort of figure out like, you know, how, how do we do this when, you know, people can't be together in groups and we can't have people here, but we're really excited to see more local people come to the museum and experience us. It probably doesn't hurt. It's next to Sugar Fire Barbecue too, right? I mean, yes, you can, you can sell, smell that smoke as they say. We are right next door to Sugar Fire. So I often recommend to people, if you haven't been to Sugar Fire, you can go, you can get some barbecue, and then you can come next door. You can see the museum. You can go to a concert. It's kind of a great experience in downtown St. Louis. I think cultural gem is a good way to describe this place. It's the National Blues Museum. It's in your town, so make sure you come and see it. Aaron Simon, the president and CEO of the museum, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 